Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be starting Maseches Sukkah. We're building, we finished Yoma. Yom Kippur is, right, still hanging in the air, and we are building our Sukkah. Mind you, we're building the Sukkah. It makes sense. Next is going to be Rosh Hashanah, Bezat Hashem. So, but Sukkah after Yoma makes sense. We'll have to talk when we do Rosh Hashanah why Rosh Hashanah is after Yom Kippur and Sukkah. But Sukkah, also in the Psukim, in the order, First, you, you know, it has a lot of paraphernalia, a lot of swag. I know a guy like you, Andrew, who loves swag. You like all the different things, the Dalad Minim, all the different aspects of Sukkah. Um, the Sukkim in the Torah first describe the Dalad Minim and then the Sukkah. So why are we learning? We are, we are going to talk about the Dalad Minim. Why are we starting with the Sukkah? Because as Rabari Ali, who is a great Dafyomi master, points out, we've been saying this by every Masechta. We're going chronologically according to the day, meaning the Sukkah's day. So after Yom Kippur is over, you start building the sukkah. That's the chronology, and so that's what we're going to start with. Sukkah, the first word. Whoa, psula. Birnbaum says, why negative? It's, it's ironic. Birnbaum's the one that wants to know why it's saying negative. That it, first thing that we're saying is the word puzzle. As Tosfos points out, puzzle is a strong language. We're going to see. It's not a nice way of saying it. There's a nicer ways of saying it. In fact, you might recall, we already learned Maseches Erevin. And Maseches Erevin, we used a different Lashon. And we have the same exact Machlokas that we have here. Where the Tanakhama says that a sukkah that is taller than 20 Amas is Pasal. And Rabbi Yehuda Machshir. So by Erevin also, when we put right the string up, we said that if it's more than 20 Amas, it's going to be Pasal. And Rabbi Yehuda was Machsher. He said it was okay for more than 20 Amos. The, this was not lost in the Gemara. We will discuss in the Gemara what's going on. As Rashi says, the Gemara Mefarish Pluktaihu. Okay. Uh, other aspects of the Sukkah, if a Sukkah is not at least 10 Tfachim high, so it has to be a certain height, so it has to have at least three walls, and as we know, when you put the schach on, if it has more sun than shade, psula, right? It has to have more shade than sun is another way of saying it. But we're saying it in the negative, that if you have more sun than shade, it's pasal. Okay, so the Gemara asks, this, this, this brings a Rashi. This, this last Rashi on the Mishnah uh, is a whole chorusman, right? Uh, really, usually, like, they'll learn sukkah, the entire Elul or something in yeshiva. Right? Hamuat, right? Batal Barov. You get two months out of that, Lamdus. That, what is this? A bitl? We'll discuss. Be'areyu kemisha eno. And then once it's batal, as if it's not there. Is this a real bitl? Bitl is usually with something that is nicker. I mean, which is to say, when something is as obvious as night and day or sun and shade, uh, usually it's not mivutal, right? That's not real bittel. Bittel usually is when you can't tell the difference between the two minim that are involved. We'll discuss that as we go along. And then the famous five words that will appear again and will be discussed over and over. The al-shem haschach sukkah, says Rashi. Shem haschach sukkah. What is he saying? What is so important over here? What does this have to do with anything? Even if the sukkah was not, first of all, is the sukkah really so called because of the schach? I guess so. In other words, the word schach, I thought, comes from sukkah. The word schach doesn't appear in the Torah. The word sukkah appears in the Torah. The psukim tell you about, about, okay. And besides, even if schach 
wasn't what the sukkah was named for, it would still be puzzle. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you had more sun than shade. So we, we are going to, Bezrat Hashem, appreciate the depth of this Rashi over time. But on the most basic level, what we're saying here is, you know, when I tell you sukkah, you think of the structure, right? The hut, as it were. But the fact of the matter is, what he's saying is that all we care about really, really, at the end of the day, is not the material of the hut, of the walls, or any of that, but any sort of um, criteria that we're going to ascribe to the building material, or the height, or the dimensions of the sukkah, all of it are going to be in order to position the schach in the right orientation, in the right way, with the right right ratio of schach. So, so on the most basic level, what Rashi is saying, at the very least, on the most basic level, he's saying that the schach is the most important part of the sukkah. That's basically um, the most basic way to understand this Rashi. And that's be, going to become relevant. So, for example, when we, do, when we discuss this first thing that the Mishnah is saying, that a sukkah that is, that is higher than 20, 20 amas is psula, it's not saying that, you know, if you bought the boards at Home Depot that were 25 amas high, that all of a sudden it's going to be puzzle. Because the truth of the matter is, and this bears out la lacha, and we will read it inside soon enough, if you filled in the inside of the sukkah, right? Let's say you had a 25 amma wall, and you filled in 10 of the 25 ammas, and you only had 15 internal ammas in the sukkah, such that when you walk into the sukkah, you have steps, right? You build a deck and all this. You have steps, you walk into the sukkah, and the schach is only 15 ammas above you, it would be kasher. Which is to say that even when we talk about the height of the sukkah, we don't care what the height of the walls are, we just care that wherever you're standing, the schach will be less than 20 amas above you. That's important. Um, so now the Gemara is going to discuss the contrast between this Mishnah and our very first Mishnah in Masechus Ervin, which we already learned, which is the same machlokas, the 20 amma. Uh, Andrew, you know a third, a third uh, 20 amma halacha? Tosus alludes to it is Ner Hanukkah. So in all three cases, Ner Hanukkah, Erevin, and Sukkah, in all three cases, we want to have Shalta Be'ena. We want to be able to have it within the line of sight, we'll call it, right? You want to see the Neros for Pesir You want to see the Erev as a Heker so that you don't walk into the wrong area, to the Rosh Hashanah inadvertently, and you want to see the Tzachach. And in all those cases, the Halacha is 20 Amos. Okay, so... We learned over there in the first mission in Ervin, Mavoy is referring right to the Korah at the entrance of the Mavoy. It's not the actual Mavoy. Just a little Chazara of Ervin, right? You had a whole bunch of houses spilling out into the street, and the street spills out into the Rishus Rabim. So really, the street is a Rishus Hayachid because the Mavoy is defined as something that is surrounded on three sides. Because it's surrounded on three sides, it's technically Mehilchos Mechitzos, it's a Rishus Hayachid, Mida Oraisa. Problem is, it abuts a Rishus HaRabim. Oh, we're getting Aaron vibes here. Problem is, it's Rishus HaRabim uh, that's abutting. So, so uh, right? So if you have Andrew wandering around, limping around into the Rishus HaRabim, that was cold, my bad. Uh, you're, you're limping around into the Rishus HaRabim uh, inadvertently because it looks like part of the street, right? But that's terrible. That's you going Rishus HaYachat Rishus HaRabim. That's like a Dero Raisa thing. You can't, you can't be carrying from one to the other, right? So that is terrible. And therefore, we need to have a Heker. 
So carrying, and we're telling you that the Rabbanon tell you that we're not going to let you carry inside this Mavoy unless you have a Heker. And once you have the Heker, which is the Erev, and everybody's Mishtatif in the Erev, as Rashi explains, right? Everybody puts the bread uh, in the collective over there. So then once you have that arrangement, Chazal made it so, so that you will not get lost and wander off from the Rishusar Yachid Araisa into the Rishusar Rabin Araisa. And thus you will be allowed to stay in the confines. So again, we're taking something that Midar Araisa you could carry in it. And we're saying we're not going to let you carry in it unless Midar Abanan you are going to put in the Erev, right? We're gonna, then we're going to allow you to carry in this area that you would have been allowed to carry anyway uh, because now we feel like we have a safety um, heker to uh, prevent you from wandering off into the Rosh Hashanah So that's the first mission in Erevin. Now in the first mission in Erevin, the language is different than in our first mission in Sukkah because in Erevin we said, that when it says when the, that it's if the Erev is higher than 20 Amma, you should just lower it. Here it says, What's, what's the difference? Why the difference in language? After all, the Machlokas is exactly the same. In Erev, and it says, Bring it down. Rabbi Yehuda said, You don't have to bring it down. Here, in our Mishnah, we say that it's Pasal Rabbi Yehuda Machshir. So Pasal Machshir versus Yemait and Eino Tzarech. Says the Gemara, Maishna Gabi Sukkah Detani Psula, Umaishna Gabi Mavoy Detani Takanta. Right? Why would we use the Lushan of Pasal Kasher in our Sugya, in our Mishnah? Whereas in the Mishnah in Erevin, we say Yema'et or Einotzarich, which is to say Takanta. We're saying, we're giving you a, a, a suggestion. Here we're being categorical and we're saying, like, very emphatically, it's Pasal, it's Kasher. And over there in Erevin, we're saying, you know what, maybe bring it down a little bit. So why? So says the Gemara, Sukkah de Oraisa, Tani Psula, Mavoy de Rabbanan, Tani Takanta. A lot to say here, obviously. Difference in Rashi and Tosus and how they explain it. Rashi is explaining over here, it's a Lushan, uh Nikia, which is like this. That really, right, what Rashi is explaining is really what we want to say is that uh, the Pashup shot here is that Sukkah is more severe, right? Because it's Doraisa. And therefore, we're saying, whoa, whoa, puzzle. Go away. Don't do this, right? Uh, and we're using a language that is more harsh, Whereas in Mavoy, since it's Durabanan, we allow ourselves, right, to use a language that's softer. We prefer the softer language, right? We prefer the softer language, but by the sukkah, we don't have the luxury of the softer language because the consequences are more intense because it's a Doraisa. That's the basic shot of Rashi. Tosus points out that near Hanukkah, we say Pasal also, which is a Durabanan. But that's, that's besides the point, because really, Ne'er Hanukkah really would be puzzle, because if you hold that Ne'er Hanukkah is, uh, that where you madlik, once you light, you can't move it, so, because Adlaka Mitzvasa, so then that's a problem. In other words, it wouldn't even be kosher to move it down the same way that the Erev, or even the Sukkah would be. So that's why you have to stay puzzled by Ne'er Hanukkah, in those Gemaras and my Hanukkah, which we also already learned in the Chafes in Shabbos. But, be that as it may, this is the first answer of the Gemara as to why we say Pasal here and we say Yemait in Erevin because of the Daraisa versus Darabanan. I thought of a shot when we were, when we were learning with ETT and I later listened to Ravari Leibowitz and I heard that it was my Rebbe's, uh, Rav Shechter's shot in the Nesivas, basically like this. 
This is very, this is a fascinating idea that, uh, and it's based on the Nesivas and Nadarm. It's the first Chefza Gavra. The real OG Chefza Gavra is Nadarm, right? Because the difference between a Neder and a Shvua is a Chefza Gavra, not for now. But the point is that when you say Sukkotar Raisa, this is alluded to, right? This is alluded to in Rashi, right? Because Rashi says Sukkotar Raisa. It says, he's giving you like almost like a historical thing. Tani Psula. Shaykh Lemisni Balashan. What does that mean? Uh, the, the, the Rashi before that. Wow. It's like, what does this mean? Before the Mishnah ever was, there was Sinai and therefore Puzzle. Oh. So that's what I, what I thought it meant. And then later it turns out, this is what Shechter says on the first day of Sukkah, is that like this, in a way. In other words, you can say, if the Torah says that this is the dimensions of the sukkah, then that can define the actual object as puzzle. You could say, this thing is puzzle. Chazal can never define, can say, oh, this is puzzle, this is puzzle. No, only Hashem can categorize things as being puzzle or, 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 or being not, right? So only the Torah can really say, oh, this is puzzle, this is kosher. Chazal can only, you know, give you uh, sort of like, corrective behavior, right? They could say, make it like this, make it like this. They're doing, they're going in after the fact and saying, you know what, you really should lower that. But they can't say that's puzzle because that didn't even exist in the Torah. So there's no such thing as puzzle, right? Uh, you know, in other words, a, another way of saying it is an Arab that's puzzle isn't even an Arab. Like, an Arab is only defined by the Chazal criteria that, that criteria gave it, as opposed to the Torah that could define it as a sukkah. Uh, and could say, oh, this is a sukkah psula. That's uh, a fascinating idea with regards to the first answer as to the difference between Erev and, and sukkah. There's a second idea, says the Gemara, but you say, if you want to say, then maybe, right, even by the Raisa, you could have said, make it lower, which is true. In other words, <laughs> in other words, this idea that Rabbi Yehuda says in Erev, that make it lower, we're going to say, I mean, right, the halacha is the same for the sukkah too. We could have said, sukkah that's more than 20 amas, make it lower. I mean, that would work too. Make it, you were built, we're only in the building stage already, Andrew, as we said. So we should make the sukkah lower. Why are we saying, oh, it's puzzle, go home? No, don't go home, just make it lower. This is, that's true, but how do we use that language, says the Gemara, for the sukkah, right? Miu de sukkah de nefishin mile, pasuk vitani psula, mobe de lo nafish mile, tani takanta. Which is to say, as Rashi points out, um, Yeshna at the end he quotes the Gemara that we learned that in the we talked about the beginning of Erev and now we're going to talk about the beginning of Psachim Daf Gimel Yeshna Yeshane Adam LeTalmido Derech Ketzara we want to be concise well when it comes to Sukkah there's walls there's Schach there's all kinds of dimensions Psal Yoytze as we'll see right Chamasa Merub Mitzilasa all the things mentioned in our Mishnah so many aspects to it so what are you going to write a manual on how to build a Sukkah and you can say well if you do it like this you can make it a little bigger you can make it a little smaller no we have to be concise the instruction manual is like I, from Ikea right like it's it's 90 pages and so you have to follow it page by page by page you can't just have Oh, you know, suggestions along each way, make it a little bigger, make it a little smaller. It would be unwieldy. Derech Ketzara, says Rashi, uh, based on the Gemara in Psachim. 
So that applies to sukkah. For sukkah, we just have to be more concise. Say, do it like this, do it like this, do it like this. Puzzle, 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 and everything else we learn from inference, as opposed to by ear. If all you're doing is putting up this one string, so we could, so that that manual, even if you spell it out and you give like a little bit of extra prose and start writing in the instruction manual some suggestions, the whole manual is going to be one page or two pages altogether, and therefore that's the difference between Erevin and Sukkah. Fascinating machlokas here. So much to say, and we move on 12 lines down. Minani Mili. Where, in fact, do we learn this 20 Amos thing? In other words, they're stating it categorically that it's possible, but what's the Makar? There's no 20 Amos reference in the Torah itself, so let's see. I'm a rabbi. We're going to have a three famous three-way machlokas as to why this Chach can't be more than 20 Amos high. So first Shita, Rabbah. The Amar Kra, it's going to be based on three separate psukim having to do with sukkah. So now you're going to get to learn all the psukim that have to do with sukkah. Really, in Vayikra Chaf Gimel, Pasuk Membez says, Basukos Teshu Shivas Yamim Kola Israch Bishel Yishu Basukos. It says in the Torah that we should sit in the sukkah seven days. But it doesn't say what the Torah should be like. Then in the next Pasuk, Mem Gimel, by the way, that Pasuk I just mentioned will be a source, we'll see. But that's not the source that Rabbah brings. Rabbah brings the next pasuk. The next pasuk says, "Leman yedu dorosechem ki basukos hashavtis bleis reel botziosam eretz mitzrayim and neishem lakechem." Leman yedu. Amar Rabbah from Leman yedu. That's where we know that it has to be twenty amas, as, as we see. The Amar Kral Leman yedu dorosechem ki basukos hashavtis bleis reel ad esrim ama adam yodei shudar basukah lemalam esrim ama ein adam yodei shudar basukah mishum delo shalta be eina. Amazing. Which is to say, Laman Yedu means Yediyah. Yediyah means that a person has to recognize that he's in a sukkah. And Lamalam Esri Mama, when you when when the schach is higher, and as Rashi had already indicated, it's really all about where the schach is. Once the schach is, and that was that first Rashi, Rashi couldn't wait till the Gemara. He had to tell you already in the Mishnah, because he had peaked, che- cheated, got peaked ahead in the Gemara. Rashi knew that the rest of Masecha Sukkah, every time we talk about the Sukkah, we're going to be emphasizing the Schach. So when we say Sukkah, Gvama, Rashi points out, that's going to be the position of the Schach. The Schach is what you're going to be looking at, not the walls. And therefore, Laman Yedu is referring to the Schach. And therefore, Ad Esrim Ama is where you have the light, sight of vision. And if it's more than Esrim Ama, you do not know, you do not recognize the Schach. And therefore, it's a, it's a violation. You can't fulfill the manyedu that way. Mishum delo shalta because the eye doesn't go up. Rashi points out fascinating idea here. Lemanyedu. It says Whoa, In other words, and 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 by the way, delo shalta The next Rashi she'ena roes aschach v'sukahainu aschach kishma. He's doubling down on this idea that the sukkah is schach. Okay, we get it, Rashi. Sukkah is schach. We're going to understand why Rashi is emphasizing it so much uh, more and more as we go on. But the point is, the point is that Mishum Dizol Shato I thought like this, that it says, Rashi is pointing out an interesting idea. The sukkah really is not representing, right? That was a machlokas that we're going to see. Is it sukkah's mamish or anane akavod? Oh, he's mentioning this already on the first Amud. So if it's Anane Akavod, so what are we talking about? Shaltabe Ene, how is it going to remind you? So I think that, that that embedded here is the idea that you're supposed to feel enveloped by the Sukkah. In other words, even though, and we know that it, that when we left, we were enveloped by Anane Akavod, so we do learn a Drasha from it, 
but it's also related in some way, I believe, to Anani HaKavod, which is to say, uh, if if the if schach is, right, 100 feet in, in the air, and you have, like, a little bit of a fence, so then you don't feel enveloped. You have to feel that claustrophobia, you know what I mean? You can't just have, you know, it has to feel a little bit like a, like what we call a man cave, right? It has to feel cozy is the word I'm looking for, right? It has to be cozy, otherwise it's not going to be sukkah. So, okay. That's shita number one. The Laman Yedu requires it to be short enough to be cozy, we'll call it, and to be like Ananea Kavod. Opinion number two. Rebzeira Omar from that first Pasuk, Me'achav, a suk, uh, I'm sorry, from a different Pasuk, a Pasuk in Yeshaya, a Pasuk in Navi. The Pasuk says, V'suka t'yei l'tzeil yomam mecharev. The sukkah will be, right, for the tzeil, okay, from the heat. So ad esrim ama adam yoshev b'tzeil sukkah, l'malam esrim ama in adam yoshev b'tzeil sukkah. Ela b'tzeil defanos. So Rebzeira is saying that, no, that the, the tzeil, Right, the sukkah liyelatzel. Sukkah, as we already said, is the schach. That has to be what provides the shade. If you have a sukkah that's taller than twenty ama, then the walls provide the shade. This this ge- uh, geometry doesn't make any sense because, as you know, when the sun is first rising, like it's about to do soon, I hope, then it doesn't matter how tall, short the sukkah is. You're going to be getting the shade all from the walls. Right, the geometry is the sun coming over your head like an arc. So at the very beginning of the arc, you're getting nothing from the schach, and then at the top of the arc, you can have a three thousand ama sukkah. It's beating straight down, and you're getting nothing from the walls. You're getting everything from the schach. So what does this have to do? Right, when you look at the geometry, it doesn't make any sense that the that the height of the sukkah would have anything to do with how much tail you get. So the Ritva asks that very question, quoted in the article, and he points out that that might be true in the summer where we are now, that would be true today. That today, the, the height of the sukkah would make no difference in terms of how much you're getting from uh, the shade, from the walls or from the schach. However, in the fall, when sukkah, in fact, truly is, soon enough, the sun is a little bit more in the southern sky. It's coming in as an angle, says the Ritva, and it is for that angle, and we're assuming at high noon, but still, even at high noon, it's never directly above, it's rather off a little bit to the side, Thus accounting for the geometry of Herbzera. Woo! Okay. Amalei Abaye. Okay. So Abaye uh, is now going to question. Rabba was left uh, unquestioned by Abaye. But Herbzera has an opinion here. Abaye is going to ask him. And then Rabba is going to have an opinion. You know Abaye is going to be on him. So Abaye asks first on Herbzera. Amalei Abaye. What about if you build the sukkah? If you're telling me the whole point of the 20 amas is you're supposed to get the shade from the sun. What if you're in a valley filled, you know, in the middle of the mountains and the shade is totally, it's shaded area totally because the mountains are covering the sun. So maybe the sukkah should be puzzled there. To that, Reb Zayra clarifies his position by saying, Amalei, Reb Zayra explains to Avaye, Hasam dal ashtaros karnaim. No, we're talking about in the absence of ashtaros karnaim. In other words, we're talking a sukkah, right, uh, the technical dimensions of the sukkah if it were out exposed in the open prairie, right? That is what defines the sukkah. Once you have the definition of the sukkah, you could put it anywhere as long as there's nothing covering it overhead. So, yeah, so he says, aha, some dollar shows can I make could sell sukkah. In, the, in your case, where you're in the valley of the Dolomites or whatever, in Italy, perhaps, um, then you're going to have 
Uh, right? So there, if you didn't have the Dolomites, it would be in the Sukkah. Therefore, Right? So, therefore, again, we're talking about in the case of the Sukkah here is what would the Sukkah be like, right? If there were no Ashtaros Kanaim and it would just be the Dafanos. That's really what defines it. And therefore, Rabzera is still sticking with his shot of high noon in the fall. Where, is, where would theoretically the shade be coming from? The walls or the schach. So that is Rabzera. So we have so far Rabba, Shaltubay, Ene, Rabzera talking about sale, and now Rabba. Rabba, Amamehacha, Basukos, Teshu, Shivas, Yomim. There it is. The first Pasuk on Sukkos, where it says, sit in the Sukkah seven days. So Rabba didn't see in that anything to do with the construction of the Sukkah, but Rabba does. Rabba says, Amratayra, Kol Shivas, Yomim, Say Mitzirat, Diras Keva, Veshev, Diras Arai. Interesting. He says, you have to, Teshu, Shivas, Yomim, which is where, where are you, are you homeless and now you build a house? Well, presumably the scenario is as follows. You're sitting in your house or apartment or whatever it is that you sit in all the time. Go out of it. Go into the diras arai. Up until 20 amas height, you're going to build the diras arai. But if you have a more than 20 I'm a structure, you're not going to make a diras arai, ela diras keva, but rather keva, as Rashi explains, right? At that point, it has to do with what? This is a fascinating idea. Rashi brings a little bit lumdus this last Rashi in Beis Medalef, which is as follows. What's interesting about Rav is that he's talking about, and Abayah is going to call him out on this soon enough, he's talking about the material of the walls, up until now, we were talking about the schach, and Rashi was very emphatic about that. Now we're talking about the, the, building, the material of the walls, in essence, right? We're saying that more than 20 amr, you're going to have to, right, if you build it with flimsy material, the whole thing's going to collapse, right? So therefore, it has to be that it's less than 20 amas. So the point is, as Rashi points out, In other words, even though the walls are going to, in other words, the walls are going to have to be aray, but Rashi's saying that al-karchach, it's not talking about, when it talks about keva versus aray, because the focus of the sukkah is so much the schach, so why would the schach mad, why would the schach care, so to speak, whether the walls, what the walls are made out of? And in fact, we know, we don't really totally care what the walls are made out of. So what if the pasuk is only talking about the schach? And Rava thinks that this is talking about Keva versus Arai. It has to be, says Rashi, that you apply this Keva Arai principle to the height of the Schach. That's what Rashi is saying. And therefore, the implication of this Keva versus Arai will play out in Schach height. Because it has to be understood in terms of Schach. And therefore, what does it mean? More than 20 Amos, you're going to have to build Keva. Less than 20 Amos, you can build it still with Arai materials. And yet, and so therefore, we get our Keva and our Rai, uh, right, um, reference here, but in terms of Schachite. Fascinating, fascinating. Also maintaining it. Right. At some point, it's hard to maintain a roof if it's going to be a So you think, so you're saying, so you're saying, uh-huh. also maintenance is hot, it's harder when it's higher. Yeah. The other thing is just completely separating it from a calendrical perspective. Yeah. Right. Right. So Andrew points out the message of Sukkot, right? 
get out of your permanence because you think it's that what's something we're seeing right now with the horrible things that are happening. It's like yeah. Andrew's pointing out also that we recently saw a building in Miami tragically collapse and victims there and our thoughts and prayers go to those to them. And so, you know, you, what we think is permanent in life and we lapse into it, as Andrew points out, all through the year we think, oh, our jobs, our family, our health, those things we take for granted, which is to say we think that they're, they're set in stone, keva, it's a tendency to do so. But it is after, right, the experience of Yom Kippur and the humility that they're in that we realize that those things are all from Hashem as well. And so we force ourselves into a temporary structure and, again, and look up to the heavens or the schach, as it were, to remind us that we're always reliant completely on the benevolence of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And so may we be zocha to Hashem, to the brachos and benevolence of the Kaddish Baruch Hu daily and also be zocha to appreciate it and not take it for granted. So thank you for that comment. So Abaye is going to focus a little bit on this wall thing. Right? Abaye is just kind of like, I, I, don't, I don't see how his heart's really in it here, but uh, maybe I'm reading too much into it. But basically Abaye is pointing out, if it's Kevarai thing, so then that has to do with the wall. Therefore a sukkah that's made out of right iron walls should also be puzzled. So, Rava clarifies his opinion. He says, no, no, Amalei hachi kaminach. This is, let me just clarify, this is what I meant. I said, ad esrim ama. Da'odam oishadirasadirasarai. Right? That until 20 amas, um, a person's going to make a dirasarai. Ki avalei diras keva nami nafik. But if he makes it uh, fixed with iron walls, he also would be yaitse, which is to say, I don't care about the wall material. I only care about the 20 ama. Uh, as it pertains to the schach. Which is to say, he's just, uh, he's clarifying his, his opinion. It's just interesting. He's not really answering Abayah so directly. Abayah is saying, well, what about the walls? And Rav says, I don't care about the walls. <laughs> if the walls were made out of Arai, uh, as long as it was, it's, the schach is less than 20 ama, it's cool. Even if the walls were made out of keva. So now we have the three Mechlokas, right? Rabba, Shotaba Ene, Rabzeir, Atzeel, Rava, Arai. That is why we have the 20 Amas. So now we say like this. So why did each one not learn like the other? So, Kulo, Kerabba, Lo, Amri. Remember Rabba who said, Shotaba Ene. Why did they not learn like him? Because, Hahu, Yediel, Adoros, he. Rashi. Hahu, Lav, Yediel, Yeshiva, Sukkah, Kamar, Elibidius, Doros, Habayin, Hekav, Sukkah, Sanoya, Kavar, Nasil, Avos. That when it says Laman Yedu, it was not talking about the Torah at all, right? This is what we explained. In other words, Rabbah, right, uh, quoted Laman Yedu. But Laman Yedu, they said, has nothing to do with the dimensions of the Sukkah, like Rabbah thinks. Rabbah thinks it's, it's for, right, Shalta Ba'ena. We're saying no. It's saying that forever, for generations. That's the Laman Yedu isn't talking to every year that you're in the Sukkah. Laman Yedu is talking about the future generations. And therefore, that they should know that Sukkot has nothing to do with Sukkot dimensions. That's not what the Pesach is alluding to. Fine. That's why they didn't hold like Rabbah. They didn't like that source. That's the easiest one to toss, in a sense, right? Because that's not even a Pesach in the Chumash. That's just saying, the Tzel Sukkah, okay, so it says Tzel Sukkah. That is not even referring to Sukkah construction of our day at all. 
hopefully sukkah construction very very soon. Yimosam Mashiach udechziv, right? Holy Yimosam Mashiach udechziv. Talking about the sukkahs David Anofalas, as we say, may be built very very soon. But when it is built, it's saying that that should be letzel. But it doesn't uh, reflect. It's not intended that pasuk to reflect on the halachas of the construction of the sukkah today. So the Gemara asks Rab Zera, what would Rab Zera answer to that? In other words, we know what Rabba would answer. Rabba says no. Rabba would say, yeah, the idea is not talking about Ladaris, it's talking about the construction of the sukkah. But what would Rav Zeir, how can he answer this really strong kasha that he's coming from, that, that, that this is the Muslim Mashiach? So the Gemara says, Im kein, yomam. Yomam. So in other words, why does it say, It could have said, It's specifically using that trigger word sukkah, that has the word schach in it, as Rashi would be quick to tell you, right? In order to teach you something about the sukkah of our day. So from that, he's saying, Shmami not tarti, right? Says Gemar, we're actually learning two points from the fact that Dafka learns the word sukkah. Number one, that Yemosa Mashiach, we're going to bring, build these sukkahs. And number two, that the word sukkah is referring to tzel, and that's why Rabzeir is sticking with it, that it's the tzel. Okay? And now the final, Rava, Karava Nami Lamri, why did they not ask, like, do like Rava? Mishum Kushya de Abaye. Because again, there was a complication because Abaye thought that when it says Dira Sarai and Keva, that it was referring to the wall structure. Uh, Rava had his answer, and Rava certainly disagrees with that um, shot. But, uh, but be that as it may, Rava's shot requires the Lamdas of Rashi to kind of finagle to say that this thing that's Kevin Arai is inherent in the, right, the height of the Schach. It's not necessarily Pashup shot. And therefore, not everybody held that way, but that was Rava's opinion nonetheless. So now we're 12, 12 lines down in Beis and Beis, right? And we say the following. There was a shear. Rav gave a shear on Masecha Sukkah. And, as we'll see, there were three Amaraim who came out of shear and set over, right? In those days, shear was the biggest deal in the world, right? All the guys would come out of shear and the paparazzi, the reporters would be asking what do, you, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say? So here are three different Amaraim are recording what Rob said with regards to Sukkah. And we're going to try to tease out from those reports of what Rob said, who, which one of these shitas does he hold like? Does he hold like Rabba Shaltu Be'ene, Rav Zeir or Rava Sukkah Sarai? Which is the, uh, the source of this 20 Amar rule that our Masechet starts with. So, so Yesha is the first time to come out of Shir, and he quotes from Rav that Rav said the following. He said, as follows. So again, first day of Masecha Sukkah, all the reporters are all around. They're learning the first Mishnah in Sukkah, and they're learning about the Machlokas Rabbanon and Rabbi Yehuda, about whether it could be more than 20 Amos or not. And the first thing that Rabbi Yosha points out is a very fundamental idea that, he, that Rav had taught them that the Machlokas, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbanon, was only in the case where there was a disconnect between the walls and the schach. Right? So you have the walls going up, then a whole bunch of airspace, and then the schach above. There you have, there you have a Machlokas. But if the walls were to extend all the way up to the schach, like most of the sukkahs we see, not all, then... It doesn't matter how tall the, scha- the sukkah was. Even if it was more than 20 amas, it would be kosher. So come on, who do you think that's is, that is? So if you think about it, it doesn't have to do with tzel. It's not relevant to that. right? It doesn't have to do with uh, rai and keva. It has to be like rabba. It says the Gemara, 
This that makes it right. That implies again that Rav holds that the machlokas for Yehuda and Rabbanon in the Mishnah are in fact based on the source of Rabbah for why we have the twenty Amar rule, which is to say because we have to be able to see the schach. And once the walls actually extend all the way up to the schach, so then your eye will catch the wall, look all the way up to the, the wall, and they, in fact, will notice the schach no matter how tall it is. And, right, we can sort of explain that, right? If you're having a kiddush in the sukkah, and if the walls are very short, and the schach is a million miles up, so then you don't even notice that you're under the shade of the, of the schach. As opposed to if you're in an, an enveloped, as we called it, right? If you're in a cocoon of a sukkah and the walls reach the schach, so you understand that you're in an indoor structure, right? And thus, the schach is something that you notice. Very good. So it sounds like Rav held like Rabbah. Okay. Next, Talmud comes out. Come on, Ravuna comes out of Rav's shear. And he said that this is what Rav said. Oh. Ravuna comes out of Shir and he said, Rav said that the Machlokas of Yehuda and the Rabbanon only had to do with when it had, when it was small enough that it was less than Dalid by Dalid in terms of right floor, right uh, surface area. But if it was more than that, if it was a giant so to speak, sukkah, then it could even be higher than 20 amas. So who does that like? Says the Gemara, come on. So you say, that's Kiribzeir, Dharma Shum Telhu. That geometry of the ratio of the size of the sukkah to the height, that makes a lot of sense to Ribzeir, because after all, right, a sukkah could be 30 amas high. But if it's a mile long inside, right, a mile, right, uh, width and length, then 30 amas high, it's all proportion is the point, right? 30 amas high is nothing, okay? So that proportion doesn't have to do with shalta ba'ene, because that's not a proportional thing, right? Nor does it have to do with arai versus keva. But it does have to do with the tzel, because proportion is everything when it comes to uh, the angle of the sun and the shade created thus. So, because right? And since the sukkah is so spacious and large, right? Then you're going to get the tzel from the actual schach. Uh oh. Well, you see a problem brewing here. Rav made two statements. One statement meant, made it sound like he's understanding the chlokas rebuta rebunner like Rabba. Another one makes it sound like he's understanding like Rav Zera. What is Rav's shita? We're going to have to tease it out. Finally, a third Talmud comes out. You know where this is going. He comes out, Rav Hanan, and he says, Machlokas is not about the Dalit by Dalit, but a very similar Machlokas, which is to say, the Machlokas is only when it's so, so very small, but bigger enough just to fit your head and most of you and your table in. We're going to get to more of this in Masech HaSukkah. We're going to understand what this minimum shear of Rosha Rubo is, but, be, but suffice it to say, it's less than Dalit by Dalit. It's an even smaller Sukkah. And it's in that even smaller sukkah where they have the machlokas about whether it could be more or less than 20 amos. Uh, Tosfos here says something about a chicken coop. You don't want it to be like this giant narrow silo looking thing. Um, but be that as it may, that's the machlokas according to Rav Baraba, as he quoted Rav saying. And if it is more than Rosho, then even more than 20 amos is going to be kosher. And come on, who does that go like? So... The Gemara points out, that's actually not like anyone. 
We would have said like Rav Zeir, but Rav Zeir already has the Dalit al Dalit. So the, that really only makes sense according to him. So we don't know who Rav's holding like. What is this Rosh Hashanah, Dalit by Dalit? And what is this internal contradiction um, that Rav has, right, uh, within himself? He's giving Shear, and the Talmidim are coming out. The reporters are writing down what Talmidim is saying, and they're not, and they can't figure out, they can't make heads or tails within the first Mishnah and Sukkah that we're learning, whether he's going like Rabba or Zaira, what's going on? So the Gemara is like this. Let's see if we can figure it out. So the first thing we're going to have to do when we sort it out is understand that Rabbi Yosha is fundamentally different than, right, Rav Huna and Rav Hanan Barabba. Because Rav Hanan and Rav Huna, they're talking about the machlokis is with the sukkah being a certain size. So that has probably something to do with ratio, you know, shades of Rav Zera and, and shade. So, you know, something like that. Okay, that was a pun there. Uh, whereas Rabbi Yosha is a whole different thing, right? The Fonus Megil Saschach is a different thing. So I can understand at least this, the statement that Rav said with regards to four by four versus Shulchan Verubo, it would just be like a detail, but fundamentally, conceptually, it's the same thing as far as sukkah proportions, right? The Inhu Kayave Shir Mishcha, because if you give the sukkah's length as being the Machlokas, that's a detail Machlokas, the Iu Loka Yav Shir Mishcha, as opposed to Rabbi Yoshia, Right, who's talking about that's a totally different thing. The shear of the size of the sukkah is irrelevant to him. So that would be a problem. In other words, let's, let's distill out what's going on. Certainly, Rabbi Yoshia is different than Ravuna Ravchanan. Ravuna Ravchanan, as we just said, they're talking about the actual dimensions. In other words, Ravuna is going to say that, that, that the Heksha Sukkah is Dalat Amos, and right, Ravchanan Barabbas is going to understand that it's going to be even less. So, in other words, when they came out of Shir, it could be that Rav didn't mention either of these things, but Rav only mentioned that the Machlokas is, right, when it's uh, less than that, that's where you can have the machlokas. That's interesting. If the sukkah is less than that, then why are you having machlokas? The sukkah is, um, is right, is puzzle anyway. But be that as it may, that at least makes sense and consistent with what Rav said. So the Gemara says, low. You shouldn't even explain it like that. Nobody argues that. Everybody holds, like Rav Hanan Bar Rabbah, that the minimum shear of a sukkah is... Right, we're going to say like seven by seven tvachim, the amount of sukkah where your head and most of your body and your table could fit in. So where do you get into this machlokas? That Rav Hanan Bar this is what they're going to say. The Mars of Machlekes Rosh Hashanah Right, that Rav Hanan Bar is going to say that Rabbi Yehuda and Tanakama are going to argue about when it's holding mo- your head and, and most of your body and your table. <laughs> but when it's larger than that, he's going to hold that even Rabbi, right, that even the Rabbanon are going to let you have it more than 20 Amos when it's bigger than that. Right, so that's actually uh, makes a little more sense uh, rel- relevant to what I was saying before, which is that really everyone's going to hold Right, that the minimum shear of a sukkah is Rosh Hashanah. But then the question is, when would the machlokas 20 amos be? So you could say between that measurement and the Dalad Amos size sukkah, that's where you have a machlokas of whether it can be taller than 20 amos. 
But once you get Dalat Amos and bigger, and still this is, as we said, makes most sense within Rabzeira, because that's the only one that makes sense with regards to proportions. Once it's more than Dalat Amos in terms of size, then even the Rabbanon would agree there could be more than 20 Amos high. Okay, so that's the opinion of Huna and Rav Hanan Baraba. However, we're going to challenge, as Rashi points out, their opinion with the following story and the following idea. 20 lines up from the bottom. 20 lines up. Calendrical coincidence. 20 amas high. You get it? Okay, sorry. I'm yelling. <laughs> Says the Brisa. If the sukkah is taller than 20 amas, it's puzzle. Rabbi Yehuda machshir ad arba'im v'chamishim ama. Arba'im v'chamishim is not the issue here. He's just, that's how you say when you're exaggerating. How do I know? Because you're saying 40 or 50, you're not being specific. That just means, I don't care how tall it is. It could be high to the sky. So that's so far kind of like our Mishnah. And, but the continuation of the Bryce is the issue. Amar Yehuda, ma'isa b'hilni amalka balud. Story time. Hilni amalka, the queen, queen Hilni, very famous queen. Right, she had a famous son, Munbaz, which was a very cool name. And... She was saying, She was a well-known queen. She was a convert. But the point is that the Rabbanim knew her. She was hosting rabbis, making huge kiddish. Uh, the closest thing we can, um, we can uh, compare it to, Lahavdil is the Bells of Rebetzin, right? You've been to Bells. It's, it looks like the base of Mikdash. The sukkah is like a sight to behold. Anyway, that was the sukkah. And it was taller than Esrim Amma. Right, that's where all the chacham would go. It was like where a big, big hawk over there. It's a big chalamod activity. And they never said anything to her, despite the fact that what there was more than twenty amas high. That we know it was large, okay. But that confirms Yehuda's idea. This is the Mesve, uh, and the idea that it's not a that that it's in fact right uh, okay for the sukkah to be more than twenty amas. Says the Gemara, really. Amrulo, they said to Rabbi Yehuda, right? This is Rabbi Yehuda trying to prove that he, it could be more than 20 amas high because he's saying the Hilni Amalka had it. So the Chachamim said back to him, Misham, right? You're going to prove a Hilni Amalka? Uh-oh. Isha She's a woman. She's a queen, which by definition in those days meant that she was a woman. And therefore, she's part of from the Sukkah. So Amr lahen, Vala Shiva Bonim Havula. He said, yeah, okay, but she had sons. She had seven sons. So two things. First of all, she had seven sons. So they had to be Yotzei Sukkah. And secondly, the Sukkah had a Badatz sign on it. The Chachamim said that it was kosher. So he says, The seven sons should be enough. Why do you have to also add that the Sukkah was Badatz? So the Gemara answers, This is the whole sugya of Chinuch. You're going to say her children were small. They're also pater. Kevin the shiva over, but that can't be because she had seven sons. So right? So by definition, even if she was really like um, the most fertile ever and like defied all science, the youngest that her oldest son could be is like seven, eight years old, and that's already past sheino tzarich leimo. So we learn here that would be the criteria for chinuch. So he says, and if you're going to say, that's why we need the second reason, that once a katan, it doesn't need his mother, then at least Madura Bonin, you're not going to give him plastic sukkah and, and lulav and esrik set. The chinuch set has to be kosher. And you're going to say that it's only Durbanan Tashma, that's what we say, that the sukkah was also badat, she did alpicha chamim. So we're going to re, um, resume Bishlema, three lines up from the bottom of Bezamid Bez. Welcome to Masecha Sukkah, everybody, and everyone have a good Shabbos.